Yeah, I don't do an intro, I just fucking start, so. Is it already recording? Yeah, 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 hit, uh, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, hit record. I hope so, too. <laughs> I mean, worst case, I guess we'll just have a conversation and then. But yeah, yeah, that's, so my whole, uh, kind of thing with this, <coughs> it started out, I was just trying to do, just, just to do it, and then, like, at the first one I think I did, I started talking about, um like MMA stuff and then I started talking about Korea and then it just turned into a thing where I like now it's like self therapy I think but <laughs> but today yeah yeah uh, I just wanted to talk to you about cuz you got a lot of fucking cool shit going on um yeah. let's see where to start where to start do you, all right so if you, do you, do you mind me I've told you the story like three times about the first time that I met you yeah my yeah, first go for it. all right so yeah part of the thing is um <coughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. To talk about the first time I met you, and then like where you're at now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first time I met you, yeah, I told you like I came in, I was looked at, I was like, this dude looks like he wants to eat. Like I just imagine you eating pe- just at night, like snacking on people's <laughs> fucking souls, because <laughs> you had this look yeah. like I don't think you said a single thing. You were just like had this look on your face, like, all right, who's the next meal? Like, <laughs> just yeah, it's funny, uh, <laughs> you know, a uh, little anger, more anger. Uh, back then, yeah, yeah, uh, than I do now. Uh, trying to work on that, but uh, it's funny. My, oh, yeah, yeah. my uh, a mutual friend of the wife and I's uh, was asked, you know, my wife, hey, is, when we're out doing something, hey, is uh, Tim having fun? And my wife was like, yeah, why? <laughs> and the f- our friend was just like, well, you should tell him to tell his face. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like to, I like to, you know, joke that my, uh, my beard, my you know, glorious, glorious beard. That's it is luscious. Is uh, is hiding the smile. <laughs> it comes through every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I can't grow facial hair. I can now. Like during the, during COVID, mm-hmm. I've I have been able to. This is like, this is like that's that's the most I get. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I so I used to only grow hair on this side, so I get like a half Fu Manchu. Yeah, uh, my, and it'll come uh, in this side, but not my beard right here. It there's no actual hair underneath. It's just kind of coming down from my mustache. <laughs> it's like a, bri- co- a comb over. Yeah, to, to, <laughs> to bridge the gap there. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> as long as it's a certain length, you can't tell. Yeah, yeah, no, I would, I can. Now I'm looking, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah w- what yeah, uh, I've what always had a lot better neck beard than I did up here too. So yeah, are you but like uh, where, where are you from? If you don't mind me asking. Montgomery County, Maryland, right here. Well, you grew up here, actually. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, I'm one of those rare locals uh, <laughs> that are born and raised here. Yeah, yeah, I, n- I didn't even realize. So yeah, I guess right maybe you have Mount ra- Mount right you could have Mountain Four Corners. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Went to Blair. So then you uh, enlisted out of uh, where? Where was your Mets? What Mets is around here? Because for me, yeah. I went to Texas. Fort so. Meade. Fort up in Baltimore. Oh, that's that. There's a Mets at Fort Meade. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh wow, small world. But I guess I guess that kind of makes sense because it's closer to Baltimore. I bet there's a ton of people that they recruit out of Baltimore. Like, yeah, my yeah. They uh they actually have combat camera at uh, Fort Meade. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where they do their uh yeah. their uh AIT and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've seen uh, 
because I, I used to work over there and I would drive I'd drive by and I'd see them outside like taking pictures and shit all, mm. all the time and then I was in the Marines so like I'd see to me it looked like Marines playing around I was like who the fuck are these mar- what the fuck are they <laughs> like taking selfies and shit and I'm like no no man that's combat camera like that's that's their job that's what they're I was like oh Oh, gotta give around. him credit. I've always, <laughs> I've always liked photography, but never very, very been very good at it. I took a class in college, and it went poorly. <laughs> the, the, the damn cameras and all the features they have now and everything is just too complicated for me. H- uh, how long ago was that? Uh, that was 2013. Okay. So, you know, school issued uh, cameras. I can't even remember what kind they were. They're big and. Canon or something. Yeah, I bet. I can't imagine the changes even since 2013, what they're using now. Just show me where the autofocus is. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to – do you remember um, (coughs) disposable cameras? Yeah. Kodak disposable cameras? Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) It's funny you say that uh, the wife's birthday last year before COVID and everything, you know, shut everything down. um, We actually got a dozen uh, disposable cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And put them all around the house for oh the party, nice, nice. and everybody took a bunch of pictures. It was really cool. It was a Ooh. nice little throwback. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because uh, – oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, that used to be like a big thing all the time. I remember I think my senior prom, they did that, which that's a risk. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's quite a gamble. I wonder how many like dick pics I got. But uh, I know at least one. I know my buddies did at least one. But uh, – yeah, yeah, where they so they have the Kodak cameras and they leave them out and then uh, everyone takes a picture. You get some good, uh, what are those called? Is it candid shots? No, no, no. What is it when like you take a picture of someone, action shots or whatever, where they're like someone's move, they're not posing, but you you catch them in the middle like of a natural movement, doing yeah. something like it's like real organic. Um, action so- shot sounds good to me. We'll go with that. Okay, there we go. What was it? What I say? Candid shot? I think that's like when you <laughs> like upskirt. <laughs> You take pictures <laughs> of chicks on the subway or whatever. Uh, so not that one, the other yeah. one. But yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Uh, did, so did y'all make like a whole separate album? Uh, like, what'd you do with the the pictures afterwards? <coughs> Honestly, they're they're still sitting on the shelf. Haven't been put in anything <laughs> yet. Um, I think a couple of them made in frames. Oh, okay. But okay, like okay. the other two hundred haven't had really anything done with them yet. Oh, but so you did. You got them developed. Yeah, we got them developed. Yeah, it was. Uh, we actually got a couple people's photos developed. Uh, we went. We had so many cameras we turned in for so much film. Uh, the people at CVS were so <laughs> confused that they gave us like three other people's photos as well. Oh. So I go up there and I I pick them up and I'm. They're like, yeah, here, there's 15 rolls. I'm like. Uh, I don't know why there's so many. Like, I think there's a couple extra there, but I just took. I was like, okay, fine, and just took them home. And when I got home, I'm like, oh, so these people didn't want their photos. <laughs> were, there, <coughs> were there any uh, saucy ones in there? No, no, Damn. mostly. Damn. Uh, uh, one was just a bunch of friends. People looking out, happy and, and shit. You're like, gosh like, damn it. Yeah. Other other ones seemed like people were just hanging out with grandma and grandpa. Oh man. Uh, like so pretty docile. Nothing. Damn. No- nothing worth uh, <laughs> holding on to. <laughs> <laughs> There's this. Com- have, do you um, know John Mulaney? This comedian, John Comedi- uh, Mulaney. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. I'm not a very good name person, but yeah, if you showed s- me a picture. Yeah, he's like. Um, <coughs> does he does he kind of look like a nerdy John Ham? Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he always dresses kind of like, yeah, yeah. Um, mad, mad many. Yeah, but he's yeah. like really skinny and yeah, yeah, yeah. He has that. Okay. He had yeah. a cameo in some show where he was one of those old timey folks and people that wear like, uh, like steampunk almost type stuff. Because mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does look like a, n- okay. <laughs> like a, not a discount John Hamm, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, okay. so that guy, so he has this bit about like when he was in high school, <coughs> he used to go to parties and he'd get hammered all the time. Like one time he fucking like, they found this bottle. It looked like an antique bottle. And he's like, I don't know if it's perfume or liquor. Who dares me to drink it? And then he, like, says he chugged it. And that's the last thing he, he do- doesn't remember anything after that. So, like, he had a buddy that would go to those parties with him. And, like, years later, <laughs> he was over at his buddy's house. This is, like, after they graduate from high school. And he goes, <laughs> his buddy, he's like, come on, come on. He brings him into, like, this back room. So he, like, opens his door and he goes in. And on the walls is just lined with, like, black and white photos. Just, like, tons and tons of, like, framed black and white photos of people. And, uh, like, John Mulaney, so he's like, yeah, I'm in there looking at him. Like, I don't recognize. He's like, these aren't, who are these people? This isn't your family. And he's like, yeah, you remember all those parties in high school? He's like, every single one, I would steal one of their black and white photos <laughs> from every party. That's <laughs> and he's hilarious. like, what the fuck? He's like, and you kept them in here? Like, wh- why would you do that? Would what do you do with them? And he's like, I don't do anything with them. I just have them. And he's like, why? <laughs> like that's uh, that's slight serial killer. Yeah, yeah this is warning <laughs> signs there. Um, Listen to his an- his answer. I uh, it's I took it because it's the only thing you can't replace. Psychopath. That's funny. What, what's what's that movie with Robin Williams where he works with the photos? Oh, uh, one hour photo or something. Yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. I think it's one he house. He has a giant mural, mural in his house or apartment with uh, the family who was stalking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like these are each one of these are my victims. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that made me think too, like the Kodak pictures and shit too, like, because that used to be like a whole thing for me. I remember as like when I was younger because we didn't have digital cameras, so to like get a photo of like an event, you had to like take it with a physical thing, take it mm-hmm. to a place, have them develop it. Like, yeah, I'll come back and pick it up or whenever. Uh, I can only imagine. <laughs> like, because I remember in the one-hour photo one, I, th- I think it's that movie. There's a drawer where they're like, hey, if we get any nudes or whatever. He's like, sometimes you'll get whatever pictures. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll get, I won't look or something. He's like, no, 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 just make a copy and put it in this drawer. <laughs> so I can only imagine, like, the photo albums that people that work at those places must have. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, that's got to be an interesting ass job. Yeah, you know it's uh, yeah the you know some people are have have no um, what's the word uh, like don't care about their privacy. Right. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't yeah. go take some risque no stuff filter. and then take it to the seventeen year old kid at Kinkos and <laughs> you know have them print it out and and whatnot. It's uh, I'll be. Honest, I've done uh, it. I've done I'm it. I'm not yeah, yeah. that. Uh, not that open. <laughs> little, little shyers in that. Yeah, I, I did it, and I. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, because I don't know if I thought about it at the time. Like maybe I was just imagining that they, like, put the thing in the machine, and then it just pops it out, and they put it in a little thing and give it to you. But they for sure look at every single one. Yeah, you so. get, you'd, you'd, you'd figure they'd have to just flip through every one that comes out just to, for quality c- control. Yeah. Um, you know, you get a lot of complaints by just taking it out and sticking it straight in. But, 
But yeah, no, it's uh, who knows? Everything's so damn automated now. Eventually, there won't be anybody behind the counter. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, people just steal it out of the cloud. So. Yeah, I mean, hell, the my wife uh, just got uh, for her birthday this year. Just got this little photo printer, nice thing from Canon. Mm. So now we can even do it from home. Like print, act like uh, film. Yeah, it's like uh, four by eight pictures. It'll print. Uh, I don't. I mean, I I I highly doubt you can put like negatives in there. Like a oh, roll, so you can print you like can, your digital. Yeah, but all your digital stuff, oh, it'll print it out. That's on. cool. Yeah, you know, it looks pretty good. Had an old one, you know. It, it worked good for you know mid nineties or uh, eight, uh, mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that thing's been in a drawer for a while, so it'll be <laughs> interesting to see. The wife loves pictures. Every yeah. You've seen the house. Every inch of the walls are covered with a painting or a family photo or something. Sentimental. So d- is the art and stuff uh, like she like follows artists or stuff that y'all do? Or no, it's it's uh, it's just, just shit. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like from it. From Home Goods and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all those other little housing stores. You know, we see something in the little painting aisle and, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive. You just have to like it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're the ones looking at it. So I, so I imagine it. So do you like go antiquing and stuff like that? No, we're, you know, we're, we like, we like things with character. Because you're like I very domesticated. Like. Yeah. Compared to, like I was saying about when I first met you, like now it's like, you're like super squared away. It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like you you're know, like it got you know a the real the adult. The <laughs> wife probably have have some uh, opposition to that statement, but yeah, it's it's uh, I'm a million miles from from where I was. Doing, oh, for sure. Doing pretty good now. <laughs> Can't really complain. So, but yeah, pretty domesticated. You know, go yeah. to home goods on the weekends and you know the stuff farmers like markets. No farmers markets, mm. but. Uh, I thought about it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if that if that counts. Hey, you're on the cusp. Uh, yeah, there. So yeah, I've just been lazy and it's easier to go to the supermarket right around the corner. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, plus, you know, I don't care about all that crap they put into <laughs> food. I mean, it, it's a bell pepper. all the a shit that we've breathed in our yeah, noses. A, a like bell pepper's a bell pepper. I don't care if it's <laughs> organic. I mean, as long as it wasn't grown on the back of a mouse or something in a lab, you know. Oh man. Like, uh, or it's that fake meat. I, I yeah, 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 like yeah. As long as it's real, I don't <laughs> care how many steroids and and pesticides you put into it. You know, I mean, we're all gonna die anyways. It's it's pretty irreversible right now. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> yeah, death, death in general for sure. Um. Oh, but I, I was gonna say too. I'm, I laughed when I said it. Like I was like, oh, you go to farmers markets, but no, I'm laughing because uh, it's. Maybe it sounds weird to say endearing, but like I'm happy for you if that mm. if that doesn't sound weird. No, I appreciate but, uh, it. But uh, I'm happy no, it's too. cool to see. It's it's cool to see. It's cool to see for sure. Yeah, it's nice. You know, I'm uh, like you said, I'm I'm domesticated now. Yeah, yeah. You know, so but the house and the wife and and <coughs> and no kids. But I guess if people consider their animals kids, then some I people got, do. Yeah, got yeah. a couple of them. Um, so Your condolences on. Uh, I don't even know the name. That w- there was the one that was in the diaper. Yeah. Yeah, Por- yeah. Porky. Yeah. Dang, he, that's uh, crazy. He uh he was a strong little dude. Um, you know, fifteen years old. He had a strong uh, red rocket. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. That thing yeah. Was he uh. That, that was a that, fucking that fire hose. The, the friction from the diaper was not helping that at all. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. He uh. You know, we tried to treat him with medication for a gallbladder issue mm. for a year. And uh, at the end of 20, the doctor said it was getting worse, not better. So 
he uh, he went in for surgery January 18th, and you know surgery was a lot rougher than and harder, uh, or I should say more invasive than the the doctor thought it was going to be. Oh. Uh, so he had a real struggle bouncing back from that, and then since then, since the end of oh well, let's say the beginning of February, um, you know it was just one thing after another. His body was starting to shut down. And Literally every couple of days he was in the vet, um, you know, just miserable. Mm. And so we had to make that hard decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the end, I mean, he was, he was, might as well have been paralyzed from the, from the neck down. He really didn't Oof. have any energy to do anything. Uh, then they gave him, diagnosed him with, uh, chronic kidney illness. Mm. And, uh, you know, he was already skinny enough. So, you know, when that starts shutting down and. You know, you got no uh, meat on the bones to eat at. It just goes at the muscle, and you you, oh. you go downhill pretty quick on that. Damn. But uh, but yeah, no, we uh, you know, it was the best. He's in a he's in a better place now. He's uh, he's up at the farm on that farm. Yeah, farm he, with the hill yeah, that overlooks the. He's up on the farm with uh, <laughs> you know, a to couple chase rabbits, of, uh, Ming and 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 a couple other of uh, Leslie's childhood dogs with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grandma and Grandpa sitting on the front porch in the rocking chairs, you know, watching the the fun. So, you know, you gotta. It's important to think of the good times, right, 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 right. and uh, you know, and think of the impact uh, Porky had on people's our, my life, my wife's life, and our friends' lives, and everybody. So, and he had a you know pretty big impact. He was around for a very long time with with everybody, and so you know he was well loved. We uh we have two other pugs and a and a eighteen year old cat that you know needs our attention now. Mm. So we got like a little doc Doctor Doolittle yeah situation going on. Yeah. So we uh we're getting Porky cremated. We should get him back on Monday. Okay. So are you gonna keep him in like uh do they do like a vase or? Yeah. So uh, I like to do woodworking. It's one of the hobbies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the hobbies. So uh, yeah, yeah. they're they're gonna send him home in some sort of generic box, um, more or less, uh, his ashes, and then I'm gonna make some sort of uh, urn for him. Yeah. Out in the shop. And, I you know, forgot about that. Yeah. Put my own little personal sentimental touch on it. You know. My, oh uh, well, yeah. That's my awesome. dad uh, did the same thing for my grandfather when he passed and, and was. Uh, Cremated. He made the urn for him, and you know, so your, your dad does woodwork too. Yeah, he. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, he does upholstery. You know, he does furniture and everything as a career, but he he's a jack of all trades. He is. Right uh, he can pretty much do everything when it comes to his hands and, and out in the shop. So that's awesome. Damn. You toss him a toss him a pile of uh, two by fours, and he'll build you a you know very expensive couch. You know that you could pick out in a regular store. Whatnot, he's good at his trade, so and now he's always been good at what he does, and he taught me a lot of stuff growing up when it came to construction and and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. So that's where that's where you pick where it picked it up from. Yeah, that and my uncle, my uncle. Oh, uh, so your like whole family is very. Yeah. Uh, my uncle hands-on. owned his own construction company. I worked for him for a number of years before I went into the military. Oh, cool. Because I didn't go right out of col- uh, high school. <coughs> I was twenty yeah, twenty two when I got to basic. Actually, it was the day after my 22nd birthday that I got to basic training. All right, so no uh, underage Article 15, underage drinking Article 15 N- stuff. Nope, got lucky. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, we got to Atlanta um, 
too late in the day. The last shuttle had already left for dinner, mm. so they stuck us in a hotel. So, uh, kind of got a, a short little reprieve from the impending fear uh, that we were uh, anticipating, expecting, and uh, experiencing. You know, get the basic. Everything's new, and you have no clue. You know, oh yeah, yeah. As green as they come, and you know, it takes a while to you know shake off the nervousness and stuff. So. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we ended up uh, having a good old time. Good group of us in the hotel that night. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Dang. So you, uh, so for the army, because I, so like the Marines, it's like we have two, and like, uh, what are they? Recruit training depots. They have like Paris Island in South Carolina, and then uh, San Diego. That's where I went. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the army, y'all have a like a bunch of them, don't you? Uh, well, the uh, the army uh, for the infantry that I was in. Oh, so it depend on your MOS, which one you go to? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So there's bases all around the U.S. that train different people in different jobs. Oh, um, okay. The infantry, right, right. the infantry, though, uh, we train solely at Fort Benning. Mm. So it doesn't matter if you're in the Army and you're in infantry. It doesn't matter where you're stationed at in the world or where you're from. You went to Fort Benning for, for basic training and for, uh, uh, well, uh, what – the rest of the MOSs in the military would call, you know, AITs. Right, right, right. Um, but you just kind of at, at a certain point they just say, okay, this is no longer basic training. Now you're being trained to be an infantryman, and you never go anywhere. You never change barracks. You never, you know. So, wow. but like most of the other jobs, um, I couldn't tell you which job is on which base. I know combat cameras at Fort Meade, but right, that's right. only because I grew up here and it's right yeah, down yeah. the road. Um. So, you know, they, they're all over. Um, basic uh, training is in a couple different areas uh, for other other jobs. Uh, I know Fort Jackson is one for, for people that are in infantry. Um, get basic training and then, you know, I'd have to Google it to tell you which MOSs have which AITs, right, right, which right. places. But they're all over the, yeah. you know, the country. Oh, uh, that, that, that makes sense then. Because uh, I always wondered – Cause I would talk to different people and <coughs> they'd be like, yeah, I went to boot camp here or basic. And like everyone in the army I talked to went to like different places. And I was like, okay, yeah. so how does, how does that work? But it make that makes sense then if it's specific to your MOS. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like you go from boot ca- or basic and then it, then it just becomes your, uh, AIT or what do we call it? A school, basically mm-hmm. your, uh, your school for whatever your trade is your specific trade yeah so usually they go to basic training at let's say fort jackson is a base where they do uh basic training and then you know you'll get tossed on a bus at the end of that and you'll get taken to the airport and they'll fly you to kansas or something to Mm. do whatever or up to baltimore if you're going to be a photographer right so dang that's cool so that when you uh enlisted did you 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 picked your mos right yeah, that's that's one reason why I I chose the army when I did. I don't know what it is now, but at the time it was the only branch of the service that you could choose your job based on your um, ASVAP score. Right, right, right. Yep, yep. Because you didn't get to choose your job, right? No, I did. You I did. did. Yeah. What okay. what year did you go in? Oh seven. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I went okay. in uh, September. Well, maybe I just had bad information then. But yeah, I just they might have been. Uh, the other recruiters were like, no, 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 we don't need any of those, so <laughs> sorry, you can't be that. Well, regardless, I, I chose the Army because I like the Army. I had a, uh, 
gr- uh, two grandparents that were in the army. Oh, okay. So cool, cool, I kind of cool. had a little bit of attachment to it, even though the military wasn't ever a thing growing up or wasn't like a very present thing in in my life. Um, mm. So, and yeah, I just I can't say I ever really considered going in another branch. You know, Full Metal Jacket the movie <laughs> is, is great and everything, but. Uh, you know, there's always that. No offense to you. There's always that stereotype that uh, the Marines fucking super train yeah. train robots. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm not. There, no argument. So, uh, you know, there, you know, and then all the other uh, branch of the military rivalry jokes and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, you know, so, but every branch has their badasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some have more than others. Some have less than others. Like I, I never, you know, miss an opportunity to talk shit on the Air Force because I've met. There's some cool people that I met in the Air Force, but for the most part, they're the biggest fucking babies. <laughs> so I like to talk shit on them. But yeah, I mean, you never know. <coughs> there's some babies I mean, in the Marine Corps too, for sure. Yeah, oh my I mean, there's fuck. there's those everywhere. You know, I remember the first time I saw a fat Marine. Oh my god, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> I was in boot camp. They made us about face. So we were, uh, so for us, uh, because you go like first phase, there's three phases. Then uh, during second phase is when we go to the to the range and we like do all the field shit. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have changed it now. Uh, they might have changed that to third phase. But when I was in, that was second phase. <coughs> and so we we're uh, at Camp Pendleton because uh, we're there. We're doing the firing ranges, and we we're like doing a hump out in the morning. No, I think, I don't know, maybe it was, it could have been a corpsman. It could have been Navy corpsman, but, because the Navy corpsman, they wear the same shit as us. Mm. But it's, so it was a fat dude in green on green. Like, in civilian life, this guy would be fat. Like, <laughs> I remember we're marching, and we look, <laughs> and our drill instructor, like, stops us, and makes us about face, and he was just like, that fat piece of shit. Like, he was, mm. like, so fat, he's like, he didn't even want us to see it. He was like... About faces, <laughs> I'll turn around and wait till they do walk by. Yeah, I was I was skinny <laughs> when when I went into the military. Oh shit, yeah, were we all? <laughs> and uh, you know, by the time I got out, I was starting to put on some weight. You know, didn't have to do anything for those last couple months in while you're out processing and everything. Yeah, just got to shit bag it up a little bit and put on some weight. But uh, you know, with with the weight I have on now, you know, I'm not overly fat by any means. I'm, I, I you know. I feel pretty good for the most part, but uh, I can only imagine being in the military and being overweight. I mean, it just seems like it would just be a nightmare. Oh. Every, everything from, you know, the the hazing and the, uh, the you know, the just the pain in the ass everybody in your command would be. Yeah. Um, would would uh, just that alone would just I just would be unbearable. Yeah, and people talk about <coughs> fat shaming. Mm. I have no idea yeah, what fat shaming real actually. <laughs> when, when, when you're the uh, <laughs> slow or overweight guy in your unit, you know you you get shit on by everybody in the command. Everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every everybody and everybody, if you know, has to get you up to speed. Yeah. <laughs> so and you know, I mean, granted, I, I'm not gonna lie. There was there was some runs that I wasn't doing so well. And you know, just that, just somebody just simply yeah. put, put, putting a hand on your back and not even, not even really pushing you, just kind of, just that slight pressure on your yeah. back just kind of like, oh gave shit. you the wind to run a little. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, and that was that was bad enough on some of those rough mornings. Um, I can only imagine because I hate exercising. There's there's nothing more I hate more than exercising. <laughs> um, I have a home gym and I don't exercise. Uh, I try. Yeah, yeah. O- occasionally I'll go do it, but uh, yeah, I just. You know what you should do? You should start start doing jujitsu. Come to jujitsu with me. Mm. I need a because right now they're uh, actually the gyms just opened back up last week, mm-hmm. but I think they might be doing because you can't like there's no contact unless you have like a permanent partner, mm. so you can uh, whatever. But where's your uh, dojo or whatever it's called? Uh, DC, it's in DC. It's a Beta Academy. Uh, Where in DC? It is on. I think like it's the for intersection of 14th and Florida Avenue. Okay. I think that's what like right it's next. What is it close to? It's close to. Uh, I think there's like a school over there and uh, something else. There's a there's a. It's. It, I think it's walking distance to the. Uh, that metro, the one in front of like the African American Museum or what? What is that called? African American History Museum or. Yeah. That one. I think it's whatever that stop is. It's like close to that one. Is that okay. gr- the Green Line? I'm not <laughs> sure. It, it's been so long since I've. No, no, it's cool. No, taken no, the metro. No, I mean you don't. You don't have to do the polite thing yeah, and say. I, I, I just always like <laughs> you know like people that do CrossFit. They're always yeah. like, oh, you want to exercise, man? You know, you, you just get into CrossFit. I, I do that with fucking like <laughs> jujitsu and Muay Thai. No, it's all good. The wife loves jujitsu. She did it as a kid. Oh, for real? Okay, um, okay. She, uh, yeah, she was supposed to go to the Olympics this year. Well, last year. Oh, that's then, that's uh, right, right, right. Uh, and uh, yeah. that was kind of like a bucket list dream of hers was to see jiu-jitsu in Japan. Um, and then, you know, obviously got postponed to this year. And now apparently Japan put out a statement saying no foreign nationals will be allowed into the country for the Olympics, except for the athletes. Except for the athletes. Oh, that's so kind of wow. put a damper on her. Uh, but, hey, you know, it's, uh, you know, they'll circle back around eventually. Yeah, yeah it'll it'll happen again. Has she um, d- so does she like watch jujitsu a lot or oh watch God, no. no 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 just no she 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 likes to talk about it hey that's that's close enough um that's better than so most people I think so <laughs> some people don't me, even I mean I'm don't not even like to talk about you know I'm not really into the MMA or any of that stuff it's just uh I don't know there's not enough knocking people out I, you're watching the wrong ones then. <laughs> I do watch like watching the clips on YouTube. Okay, yeah. Did you like you know the the new in the UFC the new uh, heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou? Have you seen this guy? Mm-mm. Oh my god! Like if you were to just if they were to make a cartoon character that is supposed to that's like the baddest man on the planet, like this mm-hmm. is what a man that could beat up every single man in the world would look like. This is what Francis Ngannou looks like. Hmm. He's fr- so he has this crazy story. He's from Cameroon. He like grew up like in sand mines like dick shoveling sand so he escaped from there he left and then it took him like 14 months he ended up in france but he had to like so he went i think like tried to go through morocco like he has this crazy story like they he had to like swim on the ocean they had like rubber floaty mat and he tried seven times before he actually mm. made it in the moroccan he saw people die wow. doing it like his story is crazy but if you want this he knocks everybody out Om- almost uh, almost everybody there's like one guy he I guess I'll be going down a UFC rabbit hole tonight on YouTube. <laughs> Look up Francis Ngannou, and I always talk about Sean O'Malley. Mm-hmm. 
I'll give you a couple guys to look up if you like sweet fucking knockouts. But anyways, seeing that going to the 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 fights in person are, is fun. It's like you want like, to go to it's like baseball to me. Like, you want to go to the one in Florida? Sure. Why not? In uh, on the twenty fourth. Twenty fourth of what? This April. Are you going? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I got a. So they, they, the tickets sold out in like minutes, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I was able to get get pre-sale tickets. So I'm taking my little brother for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first round when I went in, like I waited, like I waited too long because the tickets were literally they're just gone. So like how many tickets do you have? I have four. Okay. So I've, I only need two for me and my brother, and mm-hmm. then I was gonna sell the other two or give them away. Mm-hmm. But if you and Leslie, the, the only thing is the other Les- two Leslie. D- I don't. I'll, I'd have to ask Leslie, but I don't think she, she. Uh, she she'd want to go. Oh, okay. Plus, she's getting ready to to change offices. Mm-hmm. She's got a new job. Yeah, uh, yeah Within yeah. the agency she works in, so, um, and then with taking time off for the dog, and then we're actually going, uh, down to the Carolina, Tennessee, and then the Carolinas, uh, uh next Friday for oh. the following week. Cool, cool, cool. So we'll be right back, like right before my second dose of the vaccine, and then. Oh, you got your first one? Yeah, I got mine on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, you sent me a picture. Did you get it through the VA? Yeah. Okay. Which which one did you get? Or is that Pfizer. personal? The, the apparently, the no, the VA is only doing Pfizer. They're not offering any so other the ones. Yeah, the difference, I, d- I haven't dug into it. Like, I've been holding out from doing it. I was like, I, I want to just, I want to get it naturally mm-hmm. and do it. But now it's, like, just so inconvenient. It's like, I'm like. God well, damn, they got me. Fuck I, it. I'm gonna I have figure, to do it. I figure, you know, it, it's not really gonna hurt anything. So might as well just get it. In. It's, you know, it's it's when it comes down to it, it's probably gonna be like the flu. You're gonna have to get a shot for it every year. Yeah. You know, and nobody sits there and complains. That everybody may procrastinate and not get their flu shot, but I haven't gotten a flu shot know, since I got out of the military. And I haven't had one in a no, very no, long no, time I, either. I've gotten once like, or twice, but I haven't had one in a very long time. I can't remember when the last time was, but uh, you know. Nobody looks Actually, at that. I guess, yeah. If Ex- I did that the whole time Ex- I was in the military. Except then for those creepy anti-vaxxers, you know. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody cares. They're like, oh, it's a flu shot, you know. The the doc- doctor offers it to you when you go for your, your quarterly checkup or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I don't really – the vaccine, it's, it's just, you know, at this point, I am as fatigued as fatigue gets with this whole pandemic. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. And, you know, I know that's that's pretty, I don't know, selfish – Especially with everything, I don't know. Ha- if it's, I don't happened, think it's but I, I am, ju- I'm ready for you're this fatigued. You're fatigued, man. You know, I'm glad I got my first shot. You know, in two and a half weeks or whatever, um, get my second dose, and then ten days after that, or fifteen days after that, I'll be fully vaccinated and and kind of just live life a little bit more. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just, I'm tired of it. I just, uh, it's gone no, no, crazy. Yeah, no, I agree. When I, when I went down and did the the week on the Appalachian. You know, it was so nice. I mean, the outside world didn't exist, and just, you know, everybody just had a good time. And yeah, yeah. In Let's this bubble, and just, you know, it's just, it, it's like, it, it, it was like going back in time. Mm. Uh, it, was, it was, things were normal, had some sort of normalcy to it, and, and uh. So, yeah, yeah, I did, yeah, I'm glad we're, so we're, that's good we're here. I, I did want to talk about this, too. So there's another one of the things, uh, like the, the, difference in, in in what i've seen just your your character arc if it was a story yeah but so then you uh, i think maybe a year or so ago you started talking about doing the appalachian trail <coughs> yeah I, i'd say maybe 14 
months, maybe a year and a half ago, is when I kind of was like, okay, it's actually happening. I'm yeah. actually going to go hike. Um, and it's just been a, I don't know, for a lack of better analogies, a uh, New Year's resolution that mm. was always forgotten. Right, right. Um, and pushed off. Uh, and so, you know, over the last year, did a bunch of research and built my gear and up and try to go as light as possible and you know started hiking what two weeks ago mm, um, okay. yeah 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 but was bothering me before I left and then started bothering me more came off uh, and uh, apparently I got bursitis in my foot which is just the muscle on the bone that's swollen mm. um, it's more or less a nuisance pain and I'm sure you hate from that every day um so, some ointment and a shot and whatnot. Hopefully, that'll nip that in the butt and I can go back out and hike for some more. You know, and then, of course, we, uh, you know, went downhill last week. Mm. And so, that didn't help the situation any. Right, right, right. So, and I then guess. And then I was able to get my vaccine scheduled and, 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 right, right. and you know, everything. So, I feel like I feel like I just keep making excuses on why I'm not going back to the trail yet. But I, I don't you know. know. It's, uh, with everything that's gone on, mm-hmm. how good of a time I had mm-hmm. for the week I was down there uh, and did that first, you know, 52 miles. Um, it was just a blast. And I don't really care about getting to Georgia anymore. Uh, Georgia. I started in Georgia. I really don't care about getting to Maine anymore. I just want to go out and hike and have fun. And right, right. It's just it, it's great therapy, I think, for me. I mean, it's Oh, just I believe it. Yeah, you, you suck for 10 to 12 miles a day and and then you roll into a camp somewhere and there's a bunch of other people just hanging out with a little fire going on in the fire pit and everybody's making their own little freeze-dried dinner, <laughs> you know, on their little camp stove that's like, you know, the size of a a uh, coffee mug. Oh, wow. And, okay, uh, okay. And just everybody is a lot of camaraderie, and everybody's just having fun, and it doesn't matter where you're at, where you're from in the country or the world. Right. It's like politics and the outside world doesn't exist. It's just everybody's there. Oh, to beautiful. Have a good time and and hike and just bond and you know, everybody's strangers unless you came with somebody. And I went by myself, but that first week I was never alone. Mm. You know, I got uh, I hiked the first day by myself, and we can't. I came into the camp little shelter on the trail um and i got probably a half mile from the shelter area uh to set up camp and i ran into another guy uh me and him started walked into the shelter together and we're bullshitting and whatnot and then a third guy came in atticus and and uh you know bullshitting with him all all day and and evening and and by the time we were all wrapping up for bed uh you know uh to head into our own tents and everything like, hey, you want to hike tomorrow? You want to hike tomorrow? So, that's cool. Um, and then a handful of other people um, that were there that first night um, at the same shelter camping area on the trail um, ended up hiking with a number of them throughout the first week as well. Mm. As uh, other guys kind of took a day here and there. So, it was a lot of fun. It was great. Damn, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Like, I before I said that, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, um, I don't know, pr- I feel proud feels like a weird word, but it's like I was proud to like to know somebody that's like undertaking you. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're an influencer. Uh, God, <laughs> I, I hope not. But it was like uh, cool to see like you know people are always like, oh, I'm gonna go on a keto diet, you know, all the New Year's resolutions type shit. So you were talking about it for a while, and then you were doing your prep, 
and then when you did uh, set off, it was like cool. It's like I don't. Part of me was kind of like I felt like I was like, oh, I know someone that's doing it. So in like this small way, it kind of felt like I had something to do with it. Mm. But like now hearing you talk about it, I'm like, fuck. Now I want to like actually do it. Like I'm. Yeah. The way you talk about it, it's fucking sounds. It sounds fucking exciting, dude. You know, it's funny. It's uh. You know, I don't know if I'll make it to Maine this year or not. Who knows? Probably not. Um, it's funny. I, the entire time I was out there, I was having a great time uh, mm-hmm. and enjoying it. But then at the same time, I'm like, why the fuck would I want to st- do this for six months straight? <laughs> I can go just go home every other week and chill, get a massage, eat a steak, come back out. Like, yeah. It's like, why are you out here? And, and I'd love to do a through hike. I'd love to. But... You're gonna do like uh, kind of like chunks of like yeah. I think at this point it's gonna end up being section hikes. So Mm. maybe, maybe by the end of next year, um, or I don't know, maybe two years, I'll have the entire thing done. It's it's twenty one hundred and ninety miles. Um, that sounds like a lot of miles. Yeah, twenty one hundred and ninety miles. It's a lot. So that and so that's from Georgia to Maine. Yeah. So, uh, my plan at the very minimum this year is to probably hike for a month and a half total. Uh, um, at the very t- t- least. Like cumulative? Yeah, cumulative okay. uh, at the least. Um, you know, I should be able to make a good amount of miles in that time. Yeah. And, uh, and then next year I'll, you know, take a month and a half or two months and just hike and uh, knock out a good couple hundred more miles. and. Just knock out a couple hundred miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, Dang, that's cool. It's funny, you know, you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, and you're nervous and you're just like, got this like excited adrenaline type like nervousness. Like every morning you felt that? Yeah, like, oh, oh yeah, cool, pretty much every morning. Uh, and then you get it, you get down, you get your first mile down and it's just like, okay. That's yeah. G- that's just gone and you're just walking and it's just, it's, it's mind freeing. It's, it's nice. Man, you know, uh, one of these days when I'm on the trail, I'm gonna walk off a cliff <laughs> because <laughs> I uh, I end up. I don't think I do that. I, I tend Ch- to stare at my feet a lot when I'm hiking. Okay, okay. I just look <laughs> down a lot, you know. So one day I'm just gonna look up and there's gonna be no like blazes on the trees. <laughs> there's white bla- like paint blazes on the trees to mark oh, the to trail. Okay, okay. Um, that's how you follow it, and uh, I'm just gonna look up one day. I'm gonna be in the middle of nowhere with nothing around me, and no clue where I'm at. Have to punch my little SOS button on my GPS. Yeah, <laughs> you know, get search and rescue. Your home home alert. Yeah, my my uh, my up on and I can't get up button. Yeah, yeah, uh, that one. So, so uh, you you said you you hate working out. Did you do any uh, like hiking or exercise or anything to like prep for that? I didn't. You're just like if you if just got up and you just did raising it? raising my arm to to. Yeah, a lot of curls. Yeah, put some <laughs> put some beer down my throat if that Carbo counts. Carbo loading, yeah. Yeah, if that counts, then I worked my ass off. Yeah, okay. Um, but no, I uh, probably that's probably what kind of contributed to my foot a little bit. <coughs> um, but I I make the excuse that it's not because uh, it hurt for like a month before I left. <laughs> so you know, and I was You're just like sitting on my ass. Exercising is not gonna fix that. Yeah, yeah fuck you it. Know? So so yeah, well, I, no, like I uh, no, I didn't. <coughs> The only thing about me that was prepared was my backpack. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I I did a lot of research and and got a lot of good gear for for that. Um, 
So, so, so you, uh, like, yeah, like you did a lot of research and had like very specific. I remember what? How much did your loadout end up? Uh, so my total like load when I left here to head down to Georgia was 32 pounds, fully loaded with food and six days of food and two bottles of water. Okay. Um, and then you you literally just fill your bottle up out of a creek and put a Sawyer filter on it and drink it like that because uh. it, it ju- it's just impossible to carry yeah, a, yeah. A, even a full day's amount of water i mean you get two miles and give up so yeah. are you uh hiking like next to a water source the whole time pretty much like for the most part well or i guess at my least enough my my experience in in the georgia section at least is that uh, yeah for the most part i mean y- you're not constantly walking uh with water but for the first stretch, you're running. You're running pretty parallel with a, a stream, and then, uh, and then, the last section I was in, um, you know, it was sporadic. But th- it's all on the map. You know, you get you get the AWOL guide, mm. which is really good uh, information-wise, and it shows you everywhere on the map um, where there's water and everything, and whether it's reliable or if it's occasional or whatnot. Um, and you know, a lot of times we would just walk across this trail, and the stream would just be coming down, and we'd just collect them off a rock. Mm. I tell you, uh, straight from the spring, filtered water. Oh, is really yeah, good. yeah. Don't drink that that shit without a filter <laughs> or some iodine or boiling it. Uh, you know, it you might get some dysentery or some uh, yeah. some other uh, not so friendly some, hitch- uh, some hitchhikers. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it's it's good. It's it's you know, it's one thing I like about the house in Virginia is it's on a well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you ain't got that city water with the fluoride and all that other crap. In right, it. right. <coughs> so on, uh, on your hike, so I guess yeah, yeah. So that your first, like, sorry. So you get dropped off your first day, pop out, kiss the missus, and then start humping down the trail. Yeah. Uh, and then you ran into people. So did you? So the people that you ran into, did you were you able to like comp- I guess compare notes or did you like yeah able to pick uh, up, pick one up of stuff? So one guy, uh, he was a vet from the Coast Guard. He was actually mm, okay, okay. retiring. He was in his uh, he was on uh, taking his last little bit of vacation. Uh, termi- his terminal terminal leave. leave yeah, yeah. yeah, terminal leave. He was on that, um, and so he was being paid to walk for the first <laughs> like two months or something or two months of, of leave saved up um, Atticus the the other guy that uh, hiked for the first couple days with he uh, he had been 650 miles on the trail Oof. and uh, broke his knee Dang. and had to come off so he was Ugh. and this was his third year trying he started last year uh, and then to do he's trying to do straight through yeah, okay. he he in in eight in nineteen he got six hundred and fifty miles before he cracked his kneecap. Nice. Um by falling on a rock. Uh, and then last year he tried to start out again and then COVID hit and then they asked a lot of people to they asked everybody to go home that was on the trail. Hmm. And uh he uh he was one he, he was one of the people that obliged and went home. Um, which it's kind of funny. Apparently, it seems like the safest place to be from COVID. <laughs> yeah, the uh, apparently there was a group of people, um, a group that stayed on the trail when the park services and everybody asked them to go home because of COVID, 
and apparently they were called the they they called themselves the resistance. Um, and apparently like they John Connor? yeah apparently they continued through and did the through hike and whatnot, and they're apparently they're a very very tight knit. And they got yeah. all the way so and they went all the way to Maine. Yeah, Damn but uh, that's cool. Well, I'm sure not all of them made it, but you know, the majority of them went for it. Uh, Damn. But they also got a lot of shit in the media. You know, they they were constantly being trolled by everybody online, social media, and everything, and the Sounds news disgusting. being called grandma killers and stuff. Oh and it's like, is your grandma on hiking the Appalachian Trail? Yeah, it's really like the most remote and also like healthy thing you could be doing. Yeah, I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere in the woods. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's right ways to do it and wrong ways, no matter what environment you're in. But right. I mean, if you're just out there by yourself hiking and you're in this bubble and whatnot, I mean. You're most likely going to get it from somebody giving it to you off while you're in town resupplying right. than somebody on the trail. Yeah. Um, but also, most people that do these things are young, and they have the uh, the ability to be uh, reckless in that sense because they're less affected right. by it and uh, whatnot. But, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, you got to be safe, but you still got to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. You know, I've been pretty cooped up last year and pretty miserable with with that sense because you know, the wife's immuno immunocompromised, so we've had to actually be a, a lot more cautious than. Uh, are you an introvert or an extrovert? No, I'm an introvert. Oh, okay, I was gonna say I've, I've had the but feeling, but but it's funny, uh, like it's funny that I'm an introvert because what little communication. I have or socializing, not communication, but socializing, um, seems like to an extrovert may seem like it's non-existent on the scale. Right. But for me, it's like, like yeah, yeah, maxed yeah. out. Right. And uh, and and uh, the balance is good. But it's amazing when you uh, you lose that little bit of socialization that you that you had and you liked. Just that little tiny fraction. When you lose that, you really start to notice after a while that oh man, like as as much of an introvert as I am, I still need a little bit more socialization than just yeah. talking to the wife for an entire year straight and nobody else. Right. Yeah. We're yeah yeah. It's weird. That I, I'm an introvert too, but it's weird like that. We're social creatures, and it's funny that you say that because that makes sense. Because for me, when it happened, like I was excited. I was like, yes. Just stay home, like, don't have to talk to people, like, I order groceries, like, for me, it was, like, cool, I mean, besides everything else, but then I guess, yeah, that does, I guess I noticed, even though, for me, like, I, I need, like, a minimal amount of socialization, but mm. even with this, even for me, someone like that, it, there's enough, like, everything's been so shut down that even uh, not getting that little bit, I, I noticed it, and there's, ah, damn, I wish, I was just listening to a, a podcast, this guy, his name is Quick. I think it's Jim Quick. And I don't know if he said it or he's quoting someone. He's talking about introverts and extroverts. So he's saying, like, so extroverts are for introverts. When we go out in the world, we wake up and we have, like, a certain amount of gold coins in our pocket. Mm -hmm. And for us, every interaction we have with other people, we're giving them a gold coin. Yeah. So it, after a while, once we're depleted, we have to, like, get back by ourselves and, like, recharge. For extroverts, it's the opposite. Whenever they interact with someone it's like they're getting a gold coin 
I never had someone like explain it that way, and I was like, that's "Oh, that's fucking perfect." Amazing analogy. Yeah, I like yeah. That a lot. Yeah, it's 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 that definitely rings true with me because I know, you know, uh, me and the wife and whoever doing whatever will be out, um, and uh, you know, everything's great. And then there's I don't know. At some point, it's just like, all right, I'm worn out from gold, all this. Gold coins are gone. Let's yeah. yeah. Like uh, <coughs> I'm out of coins. I can't. Yeah. I can't spend no more. Yep. Like I'm done. Let's go home. Yeah. No, yeah. no, yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way and uh damn, I just had a thought. But it was yeah, it was basically I was going to to agree with you and oh, I think something that's a I don't know if it's a positive it's a, it's a self-awareness that's come out of the pandemic for me is that I think I like people more now than I did before mm-hmm. cuz like before like I hated going to grocery store. I didn't like being in crowd. I don't like being around people, and especially people I don't know. But n- now after uh, someone uh, being like bas- a, a whole year of us being on the lockdown, uh, and I think maybe this part of like me doing like this like podcast thing mm-hmm. too is because it's like a interaction, and I've like met people that are doing it too. So I think one thing that's come out of all of this is like I realized because I always thought I was like I could live, I could fucking like. Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson and just go live next to a lake and never see a single person for the rest of my life. But after this, now I'm like, oh shit, I guess I'm not as yeah. I guess I do. I've romanticized like going out and buying like 50 acres oh in like Alaska man. on like a oh. river and building a cabin and yeah. just living off the grid and yeah. stuff and whatnot. Yeah. It'd be awesome. And then, and then you have a year like, like 2020 and, and 2021 is starting off to be and it's like maybe i would like go insane and murder everybody yeah like, yeah be like uh <laughs> you know like a shining moment you know <laughs> yeah. all work and no play makes jack a dull boy yeah exactly it's like i don't know yeah i'd probably end up going crazy maybe maybe like a month at a time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know a month at a time i could definitely rock that yeah like every other month i could probably do yeah for sure you know but i don't think i could do six months straight after, yeah after 2020 like i just you know, if I had five of my best friends there hanging out for oh the entire man. time, that's a, that's a different yep. story. Um, and maybe uh, maybe a nice little range out back. Oh. When's the last time you've been to a long distance range? Oh, the military. Yeah, me too. Fuck. They're just so damn expensive and and just hard around here. I mean. Oh, especially. I uh, yeah. you know, I I I let my even just an outdoor range. Twenty twenty, I let my uh my my range uh membership pass. Laps. You had one around here? Yeah, up in Rockville, an indoor range. Uh, w- which the Gilberts? Are they clo- Are they open now, or they might be? As far as I know, they are. Um, so I've been looking for a range. It's Gilberts up in up in Rockville, and it was like o- it was only like 175 bucks for the year. For now, the whole year? Yeah. Oh wow. Now, granted, you have to use their ammunition. Buy their ammo, and not, yeah, which yeah. that gets really expensive. I mean, it was like maybe 150. Oh. 115 to 150 each time you went each time i went <sighs> just on ammo shooting what, what are you shooting the, you don't, you don't mind me the ar the 556 okay um have a pretty cool carbine style uh shotgun oh nice um now the 22 that's real easy and simple and cheap to shoot but the other ones man they and you have to shoot their ammo because they they want to make sure what's going in their backstop is is gonna stop, you know. It really yeah. sucks. I would love to get out on a, on a range, um, a long distance range. I just it, cause that's fun. 
Yeah. I mean, I can go mag dump, uh, uh, you know, at, at an indoor range, and it's great. But after about an hour, you're just like, nah. Yeah. You know, pack it up, go home. You know, after an hour, you're already a hundred bucks down, and <laughs> yeah. and all you're doing is, is you can't even like transition to other people's lanes if you like. Oh yeah, yeah, because you're trying you know, to be like. You have to shoot straight at it because of the ricochet and the safety, and I got all that. But yeah. it's uh, it's not the same. But you go out on a long distance outdoor cor- uh, range and and you're shooting, it's just a lot more fun. You know, it's uh, a lot more skill and a lot more practice. Yeah, because when you're sitting there, you got your. It's better training. Yeah, and you're. Like having to plot out uh, windage and yeah. all that, their distance, the bullet drop, it's like a lot more sad. Like when you shoot at 500 yards and you're hitting a man-sized target in the head, it's just like, yeah, you're like, pling, oh man, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Did when you were in the Marines, did they have the long distance uh, range where you uh you had to stand behind it in a ditch and raise and lower them? Every time. That's so for the Marine Corps. Uh, that's how we do it. Like if you're you we switch between being in the pits and yeah. being on the f- firing line. Okay, I wasn't so if sure you're, because it's always we're always in the pits and you gotta like targets, targets. Yeah. And I think like thinking back on it, I'm like, because back then I was like, oh, they're s- saving money or something like that. But like thinking back on it, they're also training us, so now we know what it's like to have rounds going over your head. So you yeah. know what it one, you know what it sounds like, and then you also are like, no, 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 I'm, this is just like regular. This is like training. You know what I mean? Because you're just hearing yeah. that snap as it goes over. It familiarizes and, and desensitizes you to yeah the the stress of the newness of right. That, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you don't want to be in battle and being shot at for the first time. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be you know somebody trying to kill you for the <laughs> uh, you know in training whatnot. But you need that you need that real world experience. Right. You, know? you need you know we you know what it's like to see rounds impacting like yeah. right past. Can't you. always use blanks for everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like uh, it was really interesting uh, when I was in in the army, we uh, we would frequently use these uh, uh, sim rounds. Yeah, sim rounds. Yeah, yeah. Little blue tips. Yep, yep, yep. Um, like uh, like a badass version of uh, airsoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, those little things hurt a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I never. No, I I yeah, I never got hit with them, but uh. I knew people that did, and that they said it hurt. But we we also didn't get to use them. Uh, we only for special uh, training packages. Uh, that's the other thing too. Like the Marine Corps is super cheap, so those are more expensive than the blanks. Uh, I'm not surprised. But so there's a thing too. Like when you watch movies and you see, like, do you ever know you're like watching when you see the rounds falling? You're just looking like those are fucking blanks. You can see where that crimped at the top. Yeah. Sometimes I'm watching it and it's like all like real thematic and it's like slow motion, like like playing the patriotic music and you see these rounds falling. I'm looking at it and it's like the fucking blanks. It's really <laughs> hard. F- it's really hard for me to watch movies or TV or anything, you know, film entertaining with the military when they just absolutely botch everything. Oh, like uniforms, uh, yeah, like uniform, customs and courtesy. Everything. It's really hard for me to watch yeah. the really, like, no effort put into realism or anything. Yeah. No matter how of a fa- how much of a farce the entire thing is, it's like, it's hard for me to watch. But for other things that are a lot more historically accurate yeah. and stuff like that, like, I, uh, it's weird. I just have this thing in my, my brain. It just, it just says, okay. They did a decent job. Don't worry about the rest of that, you know. And I yeah. just try to focus on enter- enjoying it. Um, 
but it's also hard for me to watch uh, modern war stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'll watch a lot of Vietnam and Korea and yeah, and World War One and Two and, and stuff like that. Um, but modern war, it's it's hard for me to watch. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's I, I have a slight detachment from from the previous wars, but this right. one was 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 ours, and uh, so it's it's a little bit more personal, harder to watch up. So it's it's uh no yeah probably more of an unreasonable kind of uh, split. You know what I mean? Um, but hey, you know everybody's mind works in a no interesting I ways. I I I, I feel like I'm similar. That's something I noticed about myself. Like before I joined the Marine Corps, because uh, I joined in 2007, so we'd already been doing like six or seven years since uh, 9/11. Mm-hmm. So I could watch. Like I remember I used to watch this show. It used to come on Fox. I think it was. I can't remember what it's called. Maybe it's called Over There. But it was basically about uh, soldiers that were deploying and then their families that were back home. And I could I used to watch that shit. But, like, after I went into the m- – after the Marine Corps and then especially after, like, actually being in the fleet and deploying and doing, like – just doing all the regular military shit, now it for me, like, I can't watch uh, anything having to do with, like uh, – like – uh oef and on mm. like before like i don't watch desert shield that like uh that one the one the hbo series the uh generation kill mm. like I, I watched that one a couple times uh but yeah i guess pretty much anything that was like during the time that i was in <coughs> i have difficulty like not difficulty watching it but even wanting to watch it because there's yeah. partially it's like part of me i'm watching it and then like there's those little things that are I'm like, th- all right, that's not really how it is, or this is like really fucking like dramatic Hollywood. But then there's also sometimes when I'm watching it, I feel like I'm not part- like I'm not. I feel it feels like it's happening, but I'm not doing my part. Like I'm not participating. Like I'm not. Yeah. Like like I should be doing something to like. I'm like I should have a job. To, like I should. That's the feeling that I get while I'm watching mm-hmm. it. So like when I watch, yeah, like Saving Private Ryan, I don't feel that because you know. I wasn't there. I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. So I think maybe that's what it is. But I've actually met a couple vets that are the same way. They said the same thing. Like, they haven't watched, uh, like, whatever big movie. Because, you know, when there's, like, that couple of years where, like, all the Navy SEAL movies were coming out. Yeah, was it uh, Lone Survivor and then uh, American Sniper and yeah, uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all those. Yeah, there's like three or four. I th- so I I watched the Mark Wahlberg one because I watched it with a friend. Lone Survivor. Yeah, yeah. It, w- it was a really good movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, it's easier. I'm a little hypocritical here. I I do watch some of the based on true story stuff. Um, when it's, when it when it's comes from fact. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah. got the Hollywood dramatization to it to. You know, make it more glorified or right, whatever. Right. Um, you know, I don't mind it as much. Um, I don't know. I was. I didn't really. I don't. I don't think I even finished American Sniper. Um, and I think everybody watched Zero Dark Thirty because they wanted to get see Osama get shot in the face. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Um, s- haven't seen that one. But uh, I think really only one I really watched uh, is the Zero Dark Dark Thirty and the Lone Survivor. Mm. Um, the rest of them, no, I haven't. I haven't really. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm. Yeah, I'm pretty mm. much this. I saw. I did see Lone Survivor, and then I saw the American Sniper one too. 
but the rest of them I kind of mm. didn't. Uh, I like I like watching a lot of documentaries though. Oh man, I love docu. W- are you watching any good ones right now or recently? No, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, I've just been I've been watching like uh, it's they're they're like a lot sh- they're like thirty minute episodes, and it's just like on the presidents and stuff. Oh, okay, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like last night was Obama and Bush, uh, H.W. Oh yeah, Herbert Walker. Yeah. Um, and like Reagan and and a bunch of them. Is is kinda it like a, s- a series? Uh yeah, it's um, what is it? Uh, Weird History. Um, and mm. there's another one uh, called Biographs. What do uh, What do you watch uh, that? What is that on? YouTube. On YouTube, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look that up then. Yeah. Biographs is a dude uh, from uh, Britain or whatever lives in Czech or something. He's uh, he's entertaining. Yeah, I d- yeah, for sure. Love watch. I like watching uh, documentaries and. Because uh that's mostly what I do with my time is I just go down rabbit holes on YouTube. Yeah. Like we have cable at the house and. It oh that's really? That's purely for the wife. Like I just I scream almost everything I watch. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I I don't think I've had like cable in, in years. Yeah, I was a cord cutter for a very long time before me and my wife got together, <laughs> and just had internet and that was it. Yeah. Um, I just I didn't see the purpose of having cable. I never watched it. Yeah, like if it's good, it's gonna be streaming somewhere. It'll yeah. be on Hulu or get on Netflix eventually. But yeah, well, you know, you have Netflix and you have you know Prime. Prime and, and you know Hulu, it's like that pretty much nips everything in the butt. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then hell, sure. now I mean we have like every streaming service. We have Disney Plus. We got Paramount. Oh Plus, yeah. We have a- HBO Max. You have Paramount. Yeah. The wife. Uh, the wife found out they had uh, all the all the seasons of Real World or something. Like <laughs> that. And she was like, I have to have it. I was like, Hey, you know that uh, bad reality TV is her. Guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, uh, I remember. So the, you know, when those when those came out, that. those were the shit. Like everybody wanted those, but no, I get it. Yeah, I'm sure. Sh- yeah, yeah. We all have our our things that we watch that other people are like. What yeah, I mean, I watch my own bad reta- reality television, but it's all like HGTV, DIY home building, yes, and stuff like that. You know where, you know they've got that. Bulls- it's a home home buying Hollywood spin on it. Where you know it's like where it's none of it's actually real except for at the end you actually get a real product they hand you mm. you know like the people like you know they like you watch the house hunters or something yeah yeah, yeah. And, like they're like okay you see a handful of houses well when they start the episode they've already bought a house yeah and they're just going back and showing the other ones for effect wait 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 that so hold on hold on, hold on. so when they in that show when they're hunting houses they've already bought one yeah and then they go through and reenact like yeah i don't know about the space in this one i would like to have more light on the northern side most home shows like that what tv they Uh, bear they bear gorilla stuff almost all of them almost all of them uh, as far as i know like even those twin brothers those tall motherfuckers i never was into that show so i'm not sure (laughs) um but yeah most of them they already own the houses and they literally just go look at other houses for for screen time Damn. Yeah. But the thing it's is, like Santa's, but Santa's not but real. I can, I can get past that. 
and say, okay, well, even though there's all those all that theatrics that is unnecessary, yeah, I still get to see a finished. Yeah, well, it kind of feels like you're 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 still going on the journey. Yeah, somehow. I mean, yeah, you yeah. still get a physical thing in your hand to hold that was made. Well, maybe not in your hand because it's a house or whatever. Right. Yeah. But yeah. like, you you can stand it's tangible. Yeah. yeah. Um, it has monetary value to it. Right. But like these other reality TV shows, like you know, Desperate Housewives. And oh that Jesus! Stuff. I like oof. And like, I can't, uh, I, I, I can't. Real Housewives of whatever town they're oof. in. It's just like. They're just paid to be dramatic. Yeah. And and yelling to each other and get drunk and just yeah. kind of just be dramatic. It's all yeah. all you're getting is 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 thirty minutes or an hour of drama. Yep. Like as hardcore drama as you can get. And then when you're done, it's just like you you got nothing out of it. At yeah. The end. Nothing is res- I mean, nothing is get, resolved. Granted, you get entertainment for people who like to watch it. Yeah. So that has a value, but like. You don't actually have something to walk away with afterwards. Well, they do. They get a fucking bunch of money. Well, they but do, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, the, I guess the viewer, yeah. You know, it's uh, one thing I was I saw <coughs> uh, last week or something um, when uh, I was looking at, because uh, I'm not really interested in making a YouTube channel. You know, I have Dude, one. Dude, you should for your woodworking stuff. Well, I mean, I have a YouTube channel, but it's only, oh, for real? It's, it's only to kind of store videos okay okay um that way you know youtube and google stores the data right right and not on like the website where you have to pay for a limited amount of uh oh yeah, yeah. of space right, right space and whatnot um yeah that makes yeah but i watch a lot of videos on youtube about how to make decent videos even though i'm horrible at it but practice makes perfect eventually um and most of them, if 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 not all of them, almost never make it anywhere past recording. But uh, it's fun, and you know, yeah. I watch it. And one thing the guy was talking about, I can't remember who it was that I was watching. He was like, you know, one of the main things you have to think about when you're uh, when you're making a, a channel or a content or whatever. They were talking about how uh, there's, are you making selfish content? Or are you making? Oh, uh, is that like making something that just that only you would watch? Or yeah, pretty much. It's like oh, you know, I I want to go <laughs> surf in Maui, so you get to come watch me, and mm. I'm gonna film it kind of thing. Compared oh, to some people will watch compared it. to it, compared to being uh, like more cheating, or uh, or or entertaining. Okay, 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 okay. okay. I got that. It was yeah, like yeah. it's like you have like are you teach are you teaching something, or are you entertaining? Mm. Um, and then there, and then there's like the selfish content, where it's just like, oh, you know, you want to go spend money and do fun things, so you're just gonna record it and kind of gloat, I uh, guess. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so that's one thing I've been thinking about too, because maybe I'm just know, when, I'm when selfish when content. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> it, so I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could. I mean, we'll, we'll see. People we'll don't have to come watch this crap. You know? Yeah. Hopefully they don't. Yeah, that's my mindset. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm doing a lot better than I thought I was, you know. Yeah. So what do you? It helps not having that screen in your face. I think. Uh, this one. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's better that way. I I mean uh, maybe. Yeah, it, d- it does feel kind of super close, but I don't know. Every time, like I I try to like make an adjustment every time. Uh, well, I have a, a a suggestion. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. 
Now you lose your natural light. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. From the desk. Okay. Okay. But so I c to, cover, cover. Well, no, not necessarily covering it, but if you're sitting at the desk and you're filming straight at you, you have the natural light from the window if you open it, which is a lot better light. Uh, but my idea is is to put this on that that wall. Okay. That way, none of this is all in your way. You like have a straight shot. Put the desk in this corner. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then go to uh, Target and get like a uh, a twenty dollar TV mount and put it on the wall right there. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I like it. I, you know, being being in construction and remodeling for a long time and. You know, the wife's got me kind of in decorating, into decorating and stuff. And the <laughs> inside stuff, I've had a lot yeah. more input on in the last house. And I just, I always look at things and I think how I can optim optimize the space. No, yeah, I like it. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. Because I guess, for me, it's, like I said, I, <laughs> for me, it's kind of like you, like, you're like, you know what, I want to go on this hike. And you jump on the trail and then go and then mm -hmm. you're like, all right, I'll fix it as I go along. No, it's just that's uh, how I do with my, DI all my projects. But no, that's good. I like. Uh, I mean, you're way better. You're way more advanced than I am. I mean, this, I, this is months and I, months of mistakes. I, so. I don't <laughs> have. I just have my tripods, <coughs> and and stuff just sitting in a pile that I pull out occasionally and put on the kitchen counter while I'm making cooking videos. Um, and oh, I don't, you I don't do actually, cooking stuff too. I don't have a designated room or anything. Now, I do plan on doing something in the office. That's more like a uh, talking head type setup. Mm, oh, uh, like, uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, you know, but I, I haven't gotten there yet. But yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to have, like, get the, my office set up to where it was, like, like two, two, uh, lights in the corner, you know, the, mm, oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, like the camera and, and the boom mic and everything like this. Oh, that's the dream. Yeah, for me, so I've been, like, in iteration, like, originally I just had a, usb mics so i had two usb mics so then i had to figure out how to record then that turned into a whole thing then i was like fuck i just got a mixer and xlr mics so like a as i've been going along i've kind of figured out i was like oh well that sucked the way i did that and then and just uh, upgrade every time well but i I've mean been that's like that's i moved like th i moved this desk, desk from here to here to set it up but yeah i like yeah i'm trying to think i guess the only thing would be yeah, I guess it's all. I, 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 yeah, I need to upgrade the camera and uh, the positioning. But yeah, I like it. Well, what's this recording at? 1080p or something? I believe. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be. Hey, if it works, it works. You know. Yeah, I think it was. A lot of thing I'm seeing is is it's like oh, develop all your other gear. But then when you're before ready, the camera. Yeah, then when you're ready and you you know. Uh, but then when, when you're ready to upgrade and become more better quality video and everything, because the camera is one of the biggest investments, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you get a nice setup and then you get a decent tripod and stuff and then you have this nice setup and then all you have to do once you get confident enough to spend the money on a decent camera, so all you have to do is pop Just put it in, yeah. the camera right on your nice tripod. Yeah. So... You know, I, I don't know. I've been, I've been getting stuff here and there. You know, I've 
I just ordered a bunch of stuff for the GoPro. Mm. And, you know, that's 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 a cheap way for me to record um, right now for multiple different applications. You know, I can, in the new GoPro, I just got the newest one, the 9. You know, I can shoot in 5K. Oh, um, damn. And so, you know, it I can use it for just setting it up on the tripod or on the counter while I'm chopping, you know, you know, vegetables and, and whatnot. And then I can also take it out and go be active with it and stuff. Uh, so I really like that. That's not the best camera for, for filming, but it's also way better than a phone. And, and right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then it allows you to have your phone as a second camera. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you're filming by yourself and you don't have a number of, like, maybe two or three people there to have different cameras and phones and whatnot. Like, it's really hard to get multiple angles. So yeah. I'll, like, set up little, like, uh, clamp things with uh, tripod heads on them. Yeah, oh, okay. Around the kitchen, and then, you know, I'll have the phone on one and then the GoPro on the other, and I'll kind of oh. <laughs> rotate them around. Oh, so wow. Get the, the multiple angles in there. Yeah, you know, try to try to give it a little bit more of a better, yeah, more uh, I don't know, just more produ- more production value, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, when you just when it's just one angle down on something and it's just nothing else, and you don't have any transitions from other angles and stuff. It yeah, know. I guess yeah, it does it sets it apart from. Yeah, it it, it I mean, it's not <laughs> you know super great by any means, but it just adds mm. one extra skill to it, you know, or one extra detail to it and right you know if you do that over and over again and you, you you learn the first you know thing you're trying to add in is in this case a, a second angle um and then you, you get good at that and then you move on to another one and you you know i i have to learn as i go i'm a hands-on learner yeah I'm so yeah, the trial and error is a very big uh aspect in me learning yeah yeah um, or else it's not going to stick Right. If yeah, I, yeah. If I don't fail at something that. a couple times before I get it down, I'm never gonna get it down. Yeah. Um, oh no, I can understand that for sure. I feel. Uh, yeah, I'm the s- very similar. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm very, very. Uh, you know, um, typical when it comes to uh, stereotypes. You gotta. I gotta learn everything the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. I always, <laughs> always uh, told people that. Uh, like I was always the kid that had to touch the stove to know that it was hot. Yeah. Like if people could tell me, like, no, 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 don't do that. It's hot. It'll burn you. And I'd be like, okay, okay, yeah, I believe you, but I don't know what that means, and I have to touch it to know what that means. Like, oh yeah, like <laughs> uh, we have a steamer in the shower at the house, and you know, even though on in the old house it had one, and it was already there when when we got the house. A steamer, like yeah. a, like a like a sauna yeah, or like oh a sauna. okay okay yeah it's it's a big like. Uh, heater that you put on the outside of the wall and it pipe two two pipes go in then you have a little oh okay yeah yeah, yeah okay thing. it's yeah. literally like a dry sauna gotcha okay um in your shower stall oh wow and when we first moved in that house i was like i i have the little two ports at the floor where the steam comes out you know obviously it's hot as shit yeah <laughs> um, but no i still <laughs> had to touch it <laughs> at th- yeah at 34 years old i had to touch it and then we moved into. And we're always l- learning, lifetime we learning. Yeah. I, I loved the steamer so much when we moved into the new house a little over, uh, almost a year and a half ago. Um, I had to have one installed. Hmm. And even after I burnt myself in the old house, <laughs> the new one is installed. I turned it on the first time. I had to touch it. Like, nah. 
Yeah, it works. It works. I just had to be <laughs> sure, you know. I mean, I, how I, else will you know? I knew what I was doing. I knew I was going to get burned. <laughs> if it was working properly, I knew I was just going to get burned. I have to learn the hard way. Yeah. Okay. No, I, yeah. Maybe it won't burn me this time. <laughs> well, you're, you're wrong, but you know, go for it, bro. <laughs> no, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I'm the yeah. A lot of people always, uh, I guess, have shooken their heads at it, but I don't know. Maybe we're, you, know, I guess, it's cliche to say to think outside the box, but I don't know. There's, <coughs> there's this book. I think it's in a book. Uh, I'm okay. You're okay. I feel. I think it's that book. At the very beginning, they talk about the study or an analogy, or there's a study where. So they had this pole, and they put, like, bananas at the top, and they had a bunch of monkeys. Mm -hmm. And so the monkeys would try to go get the banana. So they start to climb it, but then they would either shock them or spray them with a hose or do something to discourage them. So, like, they start to climb it, and they would go, get sprayed. They'd be like, oh, shit. So after a while, they stopped trying to go up there because they're like, all right, if I go up there, they're going to do something to me. So then they would introduce a new monkey. So the new monkey would come in, and then they'd see the bananas, and they would go, but before they even got to it, the other monkeys would like slap them away and be like, no, 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 don't do that. Mm. So it's kind of like <coughs> the way what I take out of it and the way I look at it is it's, I don't know, in like culture or society, any social dynamics, it's kind of easy to get into that. The whole group telling one person, no, 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 no don't do that. We know better. Yeah. But the but you're never going to progress isn't made by people that just sit back and watch. It's like you have to go. People have to you have to make mistakes to figure out to find the the the, the path kind of thing yeah um Absolutely. so that's my justification for us burning ourselves so <laughs> <laughs> but well you never know i mean they may be lying it may not be hot it may yeah be really cold yeah you never so you have to touch it you I don't mean. yeah you don't know yeah. it's like that's that's Tru their that's their well, limitations not ours they say trust but verify there you yeah, exactly so yeah they could they could be eating those bananas when i'm not looking and just tell me no no no, no. Don't do it. You're going to get hurt. But yeah. So you got to do it. But yeah. uh, I mean, a lot of things are common sense. You're like, okay, I don't have to do that. But for a lot of things, you have to do that. Yeah. And uh, if it wasn't for people doing that, then we wouldn't know new things. Yeah, we wouldn't have all kinds of – I can't think of a good invention, but I don't know, penicillin. That was an accident. Yeah. You know that, what else was an accident invention? Chocolate chip cookies. Really? Yeah. I c I, now I can't remember the whole story, so it's, it doesn't matter. But it was some – I can almost remember the story, but it, I do know it was because uh, my daughter has this book of like science that came from accidents or something. Mm -hmm. Chocolate chip cookies are on there. So it's like one of the most iconic foods in the world was an accident. Um, but yeah, we're getting close on time. I, I did want to talk to you about. Uh, so since you've got like a million things going on, you do your woodworking, uh, you're working on the, the, hi the hike, and then also you started a, a nonprofit. Yeah, uh, we incorporated last year, um, summer of 20, uh, we incorporated. So currently we are a for-profit company. Um, we're operating as a non-profit. We're just waiting to get our application in to the IRS and give us mm, a 501c3 okay. um, status. Uh, so we're, we're a legal, legally established company now, but we're actually not going operational until Veterans Day of this year. Okay. So November 11th of 2021. Uh, we'll actually start uh, providing services. Mm. Right now is a lot of uh, building the brand, uh, you know, getting a, a oh, slight. What's, what's the, the name? A Helping Hand for Vets. A Helping Hand for Vets. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, you're. I know you're on Instagram. 
Yeah, we have, we have a, uh, a website. Inst- Instagram. We have uh, Facebook. There's a Twitter account, but we haven't really added things unless I do it from Instagram, which automatically uploads to Facebook and Twitter. Mm. Um, and then the website's you know www.ahelpinghandsofvet.org. Okay. Um, Boom. You know, not a whole lot of content out there right now, but you know, like I said, we're not operational yet. We're trying to build the the brand a little bit, a little bit of online presence and pres- presence uh, and whatnot. That way, it's not just like bam, blank everything. You know. So what? Uh, so what you say you're gonna when you go operational, you start providing services. What kind of stuff do you wanna? Are you looking at doing? So uh, a big aspect of what we want to do is provide uh, cooking classes. Virtu- okay. Virtual and in person for uh, veterans and their caregivers, um, and we we want to make it a point to uh, involve caregivers as much as possible. Uh, That's be- a big one because yeah. a lot of veterans, you know, everybody likes to eat and everybody needs to eat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a lot of people out there, they, you know, whether it's them or their care caregiver, you know, they they just some people just either don't know how to cook or aren't good cooks. Yep. And uh, so if you if you could teach you know some of these people a, a couple skills um, and help them build on it, it will and, and in improving the quality of food people eat um, will inf- uh, provide a better quality of life. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because you know a lo- I I've always loved cooking, so this has never been the fact for me. But I've seen numerous people. That I served with in active duty and afterwards and whatnot, where they have one plate, one bowl, one cup, one fork, one knife, one spoon, um, one pot, one pan, you know, one one of everything uh, of the bare minimum you need to make mac and cheese. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, To reheat pizza on. You know, so it's like, and those people, they just, all they, all these, a lot of people do is because of their lack of, of, skill or, or whatnot in, in, in cooking and whatnot, they s- live their entire life off of microwavable meals. Mm, yeah, so they're, yeah, their diet. Or delivery. And, and that's not healthy for you. I mean, it, you know, not saying a, a, a home-cooked meal can't be as unhealthy as it comes as well, but, you know, when, when you're putting, when you know exactly what's going into it and you're not microwaving a hungry man or something, you know, yeah. you know it has like 8,000 lo- calories man. and... Yeah you know half made of plastic like i mean it's it, it just helps uh, improve the quality of of life of cook cooking and and food and it's a great way to bond and, and develop uh, relationships um and i love cooking my mom was always a great cook and i uh you know used part of my gi bill to go to culinary school before i switched over to cooking. oh really yeah fuck i didn't I've, know I've, that. I've t- a total total i've done three years of culinary school damn okay uh, but you i did that around here yeah, I did uh, Allegheny College in Maryland up in okay. uh, Cumberland, um, small little school up there. Then I did a little bit of co- two years at Darwin Institute. Damn. So as far as math and science and all of them from, from the culinary schools, I didn't do much. But the cooking classes, I had a lot of fun with. Yeah. So how did those I, – I had a buddy that uh, mm. when I was in, his brother was like a professional mm. chef or he's at some school like that. Mm. And uh, he would tell me – I don't know if there's different levels or whatever, but for him, because he, uh, he was a competitive chef, too, mm-hmm. so he would go to competitions. So they basically had, like, a pantry that he was allowed to go in, and then he could just cook whatever he wanted. 
and then like bring like so his, his roommates like ate like fucking king. Nice. I don't know. So for that culinary school, culinary school is you, you get c- you cooked all day, uh-huh. and so you get to eat everything you made. So you do so get you oh damn. But damn. most of the time, most of the time, like it was set cuisines. Okay. So you know you had to take classes and and you know most of the cuisines in the world um and so when you're cooking stuff like you you typically had some uh creative uh power with what you were making but you were uh confined to the cuisine so you can make anything in that cuisine you wanted Mm. but you had to be able to describe what it was and what was in it and why you made it Uh, okay uh, okay. and why because of that culture whatnot like you can't just be like i made you know Kung Pao chicken because <laughs> we're doing Chinese food. I'm like, and then you know, that's just like completely backwards. No, like just people just thinking that oh well, I'm just gonna go with something easy and you know, Chinese food in America is American food. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. nothing Chinese about it other than maybe the Chinese are making it for us. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's total Americanized. You go yep. to China and you're not eating Kung Pao chicken. Yeah, yeah. And if you are, it looks nothing like you get in the U.S. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I w- I th- we do that with like all kinds like of Mexican food. food. We do that Taco Bell. I feel yeah. like fucking uh, everything. <laughs> Italian food. Yeah, we uh, we butcher everybody's everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, this is a question I have. Uh, so did you learn to make a roux? Yeah. So, because my buddy, he told me, his brother, I think he was like a roux master. I don't know. If yeah. Is there like, is there like a belt system or something? No, not that I know <laughs> of. Um, it's It's not. Some people just suck at it. I mean, like, uh, I hate baking. Mm, okay. And yeah, even yeah. though, like, as a uh, requirement in culinary school, you had to take intro to baking. Okay. But if you it passed that, you didn't have to do any baking. But so you had is to that like the, the gym class yeah, of culinary exactly. school? It's <laughs> like taking art class or gym or something, you know what I mean? Just one of those requirements. Yeah. Um, and I hated it. I just, I like to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, no measurements, yada, yada, yada. And everything has to be so precise with baking, and I just yeah. hate it. Um. So, you know, but like making a roux, it can be somewhat difficult. It's easy to mess up um, if you don't have the right heat. Because more or less what it is is just, you know, flour and, and, and milk and, you know, some butter and whatnot. And you just kind of mix it up and you make kind of like a paste. And it's just the base for a lot of things. Right, right. Uh, and then you just add everything to it. You want some cheese, you know. Sauce, you just toss a ass yes, of cheese. Yes, I do want some cheese, yeah. Know, <laughs> or, or whatever the case may be. And, you know, it. it it's like you you can overcook it really quickly and burn it. Mm, Even okay. though it won't be burnt or sticking to the pan. Like, it's like when you burn it. It'll, uh, burnt like, clump up. Does like it clump up or? No, nah, not really. I mean, well, it depends. If you don't have enough fluid in it, mm. liquid in it, it will. But, um, yeah. Do you have a uh, f- like a favorite dish? Do you, do you have like a signature dish or cuisine? I guess that you kind of go to. Or I don't really, I can't really say I've ever tried to master anything in the cooking. I like to try it all. Be able to do all of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I Asian food or Asian American food or Mexican Tex-Mex. You know, all of it. Just like. You know, I I put my own flair on everything. Mm, okay. You know, like, I uh, I may look at a recipe, but 
I add 15 things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Five other things differently and stuff. So it's just. Oh, like that's cool. Um, so, you know, I've just been really lucky. I, I, I probably would have a specialty dish if I messed up dinner a lot more. <laughs> um, but typically, even when I get pretty, pretty uh, experimental and kind of go overboard with some, you know, seasonings or whatever underboard you know and whatnot things still typically come out very flavorful and not like maybe twice a year i cook something that it's like nope let's order it's like whoops (laughs) but other than that like everything is is very uh very good i mean i like i like a lot of flavor in my food so Mm. you have a a high spice tolerance you get those those scovels i did well i don't like i like spicy Mm. but i don't like like burning hot uh, I like, like spice with the flavor, yeah. not spice that I just like, like. I like to sweat my ass off, but I don't want to have to take a ten minute break between meals yeah. because it's so spicy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like heat, but I don't like to suffer. Right, right, right. Okay, that makes sense. So, so for <coughs> for the uh, so are you gonna have uh, what are you looking at? You want to close? Yeah, I just want to close. You gotta leave at five thirty. I've got to be home by 5.30. Oh, shit. we got to leave. All right. We'll wrap it up then. Uh, We'll wrap it up then. Um, So I guess – so that will be one of your, uh, uh, like, services or or one of the projects that you'll be doing along with uh, a helping – fuck, I keep fucking – a helping hand for vets? Yeah, a helping hand for vets. A a helping hand for vets. There we go. Yeah, so we're going to be doing the food services uh, or food classes – are you gonna have like a physical space, or gonna travel around? Or uh, well, we'll we'll probably end up doing the virtual classes uh, from our home kitchen. Uh, but as far as uh, cooking classes in person, um, we'll rent a commercial kitchen space. Oh, um, I didn't yeah, yeah, yeah okay. For for liability and legal and health, yeah. health code reasons, you have to do that. And uh, and I didn't uh, think about that, you yeah. know, it's just cheaper to rent out a commercial kitchen space where. You know, the facility itself takes on all the responsibilities of the licensing. And, mm. you know, we, we will still have, have to have some licensing ourselves, but not like we don't have to l- get our faci- a facility licensed um, with health code and all that stuff. So we'll have other we'll, – we'll pay a little extra to have somebody else take care of that and use their facility. Yeah, and yeah. And there's a lot of them around. Um, mm. And so, you know, we'll do that. And then, uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, plans for the future. I mean, uh, we're also going to be doing – like ba- backpack drives for homeless, you know, mm. coat drives and all this typical, you know, nonprofit kind of stuff. Um, also, like to work uh, a lot with the homeless. And then our uh, COO, uh, Nikki Safel, she uh, she she works uh, uh, a lot with with foster youth um, and uh, whatnot. So she would like to to add a a. Uh, an element of foster mentoring uh, oh, in that's into cool. the uh, organization. So, you know, not starting right off the bat, but maybe in a couple of years uh, we'll transition to that. And then the big goal uh, down the road is to, you know, get an entire co- uh, apartment complex and oh, uh, like have actual have uh, transitional housing with A to Z program uh, from Damn. start to finish and take you from, you know, off the street or, or whatever uh, situation you're in. And and uh, send you through kind of a job core type program, I guess it would be. Oh, like yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and, you know, therapy and all that stuff. And then, Damn. you know, hopefully put you out on 
on the other side with uh, a job and uh, some skills. Uh, yeah, and, and a permanent living arrangement. You know. Damn. So yeah. And then you know have them transitional housing in our facility as long as it takes to get them into a job or rent into a one place. Things aren't done in a day. Yeah. So it's not like oh you know you know you have to get out now. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, you've been here for a year. Like your time's up. Sorry, that's the place goes. Like we want to be a lot more flexible than that. Yeah. A lot of programs Life out isn't there flexible, are like yeah. that, and it's just like, oh, you've used up your allotment. Now you can't have any more. And even though you're nowhere near uh, the l- the place you need to be or the level of support you need or whatever, you know, even if they're still homeless, they'd be like, oh, you've you. You went through a year of this program, and you're you're so that's all we can give you, and so now you go back, go away, and they have nothing else for you. It's, you know, uh, there's there's a big issue with that, really. It's right. Like yeah, yeah. And and you know, it. I I understand it. You know. Yeah, a matter for of resources the, and a lot of. For the most part, yeah. you know, things cost money, and you know, there's a lot of people out there that need the help, and you want to try to give everybody, you know, at least a little bit of help instead of a couple people all the help right um so i kind of understand that but it's still rough um when you have so much further to go and people just stop yeah you know people need help and you know uh rebuilding lives is not easy yeah yeah yeah. um and you know rome wasn't built in a day and so you have to be patient with the people and um but they also have to want to be there they if they don't if they're just looking for a handout and don't want to change and don't want to better themselves then you can only do so much. It right, right. It comes down to the person's intent and and involvement and willingness to progress instead of staying in the rut they're in. Right. Um, and you know that rut is extra. I've been in that rut. It's extremely hard to get out of. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to to get the motivation to to continue uh, trying when you've either tried and failed or been shit all over. Yeah. By the system. Um, or only given the bare minimum, then, you know, it's like, like you're oh, teaching someone how just to be swim. Thankful. Yeah. It's like teaching someone how to swim, and all you do is you just kind of hold their hand and pull them out into the deep end and say, okay, you know, now make it back to the side of the pool. It's like, you know, if you didn't give them any instruction other than pulling them out into the water. Then yeah. Quit drowning. Quit yeah, drowning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it, you know, it's, it's not really fair. You're just setting people up for a disaster. So. We want to give as long uh, um, cohesiveness of care as we can. And then, you know, eventually, uh, but uh, before that, you know, eventually we'd like to get into some sort of Meals on Wheels type organization where, uh, and this is where the, the, the organization will really grow at first is with the cooking classes and then hopefully into like a Meals on Wheels type organization where uh, uh, previous attendance of attendees of of the cooking classes or they come back and volunteer or others will volunteer oh yeah help cook and then yeah. also help distribute meals at the end of the day yep. that will we'll go into the kitchen yeah and cook for hours and then pack everything up in individual things and go out and distri- distribute them to uh, oh, yeah. to people that's awesome um, yeah i'm sure so you'll build like a community as yeah. you're going along doing so it. the cooking classes in the food deliveries that's that's really going to be probably the first two or three years of the organization then from there we'll build up, but uh, you know you have to you have to learn and get good at what at one thing, bef- bef- uh, and then build on that pl- and then 
make a, a platform um, or a, a foundation R- yep, yep, yep. Uh, for for that mm. program or intent or whatever you want to call it, and then build off of that to do other things. But if you try to do too many things at once, then they're all going right. Just yeah, collapse. You have to on let them. one thing get successful before you go on to another. Right. Or else everything's just going to con- con- continuously to drag things down because you know things aren't things are all kind of in limbo and right. you can't you can't dabble you just have to jump in feet first right so i like it man that's <laughs> yeah like i said you've blown my mind and that's another thing too like uh, yeah real quick just to say uh also yeah because like you do have your own personal experience and i think that's cool that you've kind of you've come over the hump of uh like the situation you're describing and then yeah. now you're in a position where you're trying to build something to help other people um, and Absolutely. other people that might not have. So I think you're like a great example. A lot of people want to kind of shit on people or be like, well, well, we just couldn't do enough. But it's like, well, you know, if you just. One thing a lot of people have to understand is and, and realize when they're trying to help others is you can't do everything. Yeah. But you can do your part. Yeah. And your the amount of that part is subjective. It's, it's h- how much can you give, you know? And you don't want to give too much and then burn yourself out and then only do it for a couple months or a year or something. And then and then you're too burnt out to do it. So do it within reason, you know what I mean? Something that uh, – a, a level that allows you to continuously do it instead of having it be a fad or, or something you try and then you just get burnt out because it's just too much. So, you know, just take it slow and, and try to be thoughtful and, and – you know, help people when you can, and when you can't, you know, try to direct them to resources that can, because uh, that's another problem I have with a lot of organizations where you go for help, and they're like, oh, sorry, you don't qualify, or we can't mm. help you, or this or that, and they yeah. they really don't give you resources to somewhere else to go. Yeah, they're just like, oh, we can't help you. There's the door. So yeah, you know, it's uh, instead of saying, oh, we can't help you, but these people yeah. may be able yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. And so, at the very least, I want to be able to do that instead of just saying, "There's the door. Sorry, you don't qualify or whatever." So, that's awesome. Damn. Well, yeah, we. I don't want to get in trouble, so. Yeah. Oh, shit, shit. Yeah. Uh, thanks for doing this, man. Uh, I feel like we did barely got into uh, any of this, all the things that you're doing. But I just want to say, we hey, thanks. We probably could have gone on for another two hours. Yeah, maybe we'll do it again or something. We'll talk more. Uh, we'll get more details. No, this this was a lot of fun. I'd, I'd like to do this again. I appreciate it, man. Well, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-oh, touching. <laughs>